Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Anybody who pays any attention at all realizes that October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The Komen Foundation has made the pink ribbons sort of its mark. Now pink is everywhere. It's in the NFL. It's in college football. You'll see it in high school kids wearing their socks because their mom had breast cancer. It is an important reminder, but at the same time, there are people who take advantage of others during this time. Pink scamming is what some might call it. And we are delighted right now to be joined by somebody who wants to make sure that you do not find yourself being taken. From the National Breast Cancer Foundation, we welcome in the Chief Financial Officer, Rebecca Buell, joining us here on KDK. Rebecca, thanks so much for making time for us here in Pittsburgh. We appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. I'm so happy to be here with you. When we think about the scamming that goes on, in what ways? How can somebody be scammed when they think they're helping with breast cancer? Well, there's a couple ways. Um, I'll, I'll talk about two in particular. One is organization pretending to be legitimate 501c3 organizations when they're not really doing anything. Um, we've had people mimic our website in full and act like they're doing what we're doing. And when you look into the details, there's nothing, there's no money there to track. There's no grants or programming to track against it. So it's really important to check out the organization that you're encountering or engaging with. You can look on their website to kind of look around, but you can also look at third-party uh, watchdog type websites. There's things like Charity Navigator or Better Business Bureau um, or Great Nonprofit. And those are ways that you can check on the organization, make sure they're legitimate, um, and make sure the money's going to program. It makes me Another- so mad that somebody, <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I can't imagine what it's like in your line of work. I, I'm not even involved in it, and I just cannot explain how mad it makes me to think that people take advantage of somebody by lying about the fact that they're a charity when they're not. Oh, trust me. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with that though? I mean, how do you get your message out? And, and because once you say not everybody is going to be so above board, then everybody's got immediately, you know, their guard up and they don't want to give money to those that are legitimate, like the national breast cancer foundation. I mean, how do you, filter that message and at the same time make sure it's out there? I mean, I think in ways is we just educate. We educate donors. We try to share the, that information that um, lets people know that we're stable. We've been around for over 30 years. We're a four-star rated charity on um, Charity Navigator, which is their top rating and have been for years and years. So we just try, we try to get out the message and share those things so right. that people are like, huh, okay, I wonder what this charity I've been talking to is, you know, and so they can kind of look into it knowing that there are filters that they can put in place and what those are because we're actively sharing them. Um, When we encounter those organizations, if they're directly affecting us, you know, we have a chat with them. (laughs) You know, we try to reach out and connect with them and say, hey, you know, you need to cease and desist a little bit. But it's a fine line with that because we can't spend a lot of time going after scammers. Like, that's not where we want to put our money or resources to. So we just have to kind of hope and educate the public to know what to look for, um, that they're going to be educating themselves and 
uh, engaging with those organizations to make sure they're legitimate. So let's help our listeners right now understand a little bit more about what it is that you do. If they decide that this is something that they want to support, that's great because we're going to give them that information. How do you help those who are dealing with a diagnosis or a return that Okay, it's come back. How are you helping them? How are you helping clinicians? How are you helping researchers, et cetera? Thank you for asking that. So there are lots of different organizations that you will come across. Our differentiator, one, we are a national organization, so we touch people across the country. And we do that by helping women now. We like to be in the now of women who are affected today by breast cancer. There's other organizations that do research and kind of focus on that. Our focus is on getting education um, into the hands of the woman who's never learned how to do a breast self-exam and doesn't know what to do or look for. It's to get financial means into the hands of a woman who cannot afford a mammogram or a diagnostic service to even find out if that lump is something to be worried about that she's found. So we provide uh, grants to hospitals across the country to to uh, pay for that service. We provide navigators so that they can navigate the women throughout the scary uh, journey of going through treatment and what that looks like and, and what the resources are available to them. And then support to that woman who is figuring out how to handle all this emotionally, mentally, um, support her family and the people that she loves and, and get that support back. So those are some ways we try to be there every step of the journey for women going through breast cancer. How close are we to people not having to hear you have cancer? Are, are we getting closer? I mean, are, are we still a long way away? And I realize you're not a medical doctor. I'm not asking you, yeah. you know, for a medical <laughs> opinion, but I'm just saying from a financial standpoint, are you getting the resources that you need to pass along or, or do we still have a great need? I think a lot of the things that we have tried to help uh, support in the past when we have done research is what are the markers and what are the things that we can um advance in to find cancer as early as possible. Right. What are the things to know that we can catch it? Because early detection saves lives. And that is really a key message of ours too. The earlier you find it, the higher likelihood of survival. So we've done a lot in the way, and there's been enormous progress in that. What are, what are different markers and just studies of um, how all that works so that we can find out earlier. Research, there's, if you are passionate about research. There are some amazing organizations that do that, and it is going to take a lot of money. But we hear stuff every year. I feel like something new comes out in the way of research, something new that we've learned. Um, so, I, I mean, like you said, I can't say how far off we are from, from finding a cure, but we're always going to need support because even if you have the cure, you have to find the cancer. So we're always going to need to educate people about what to look for. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you being here and opening people's eyes to the fact that there are some nefarious people out there that are doing some things that are uh, underhanded. But we certainly appreciate all that you're doing for those ladies who are going through it, dealing with it. And again, early detection, mammograms, screenings, critically, critically important. So, Rebecca, thanks for being here on KDK. We appreciate it very much. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me. Rebecca Buell joining us here on KDKA. Again, she's with the National Breast Cancer Foundation, where she's a chief financial officer. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did